0: Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This is episode 47, and our continual sponsor is Thrasher Coffee. So shop at thrashercoffee.com for their Christmas blend, because it's still available, and this is your last chance. So get it while the supplies last, and use the coupon code Top Brew to get 25% off. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me today is my co-host and yours, Mr. Eric Rauch. Good morning, Joe. Uh, Good morning. How are you doing?
1: Good, good. Getting closer to Christmas.
0: Yes, we're halfway there. We're halfway through the December holiday season. Over half. I think that our kids have watched The Grinch That Stole Christmas about a hundred times now since they found it on Amazon Prime,
1: and uh, uh, you, it's free. You do mean the real one, right? The The animated one? Yes, the real one is okay. the animated one, of course. All right, all right. Just
0: just making sure. Uh, anything about live action Dr. Seuss stuff is just horrible, horrendous.
1: Yeah, I've never... You've not seen any of the live action things? Not in their entirety. I don't think I've ever seen the Jim Carrey one from start to finish.
0: We had the mistake of watching it in theaters when it was new. And I'm glad that that's uh, tucked away in my past. I I blacked out. I don't remember very much of it. It was just uh, horrifying... I yeah, I mean now. it's
1: it's all expectation too. You know that the animated one is the one I grew up with, so that's why I consider that to be the real one. But but it's got um,
0: Boris Karloff, right? And the animation is so charming. Yeah, And you know that moment where the Grinch like gleefully smiles this evil yeah. smile when he comes up with his corrupt, twisted plan. His head like shaped like a black spade and a yeah. deck of cards, and I'm thinking, man, he looks just so wicked. Yeah. And my son says. Oh, daddy. i really like how he, he looked right there. That wow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> My son, he's six and he's adorable. I don't understand his taste in characters, but he seems to be really attracted to the villains. <laughs> so he's got a Darth Vader suit and he wears it almost every day here in the month of December. <laughs> he wears that. He's, he's Darth house. Vader suit in December. Yes. December Darth Vader he's just talking about the dark side and he's into these things. So need to watch that one. I'm sure he's going to be drawn to the dark roasts, (laughs) Uh, whatever that means. I'm not sure how that happened, but we are trying to talk about coffee. So I'm trying to find a segue in here somewhere. So Eric, we're going to talk about commodity coffee and specialty roasts today and what contrasts the two and why one is so different from the other. (laughs) Okay. Uh, what do you think about commodity coffee, and what do we even mean by that? You got your commonplace white rice sack of white rice next to your commonplace commodity yeah, coffee,
1: but that—that's—that is the general idea. Um, just like you have, you go to the grocery store and you can buy regular produce grown in a Conagra field somewhere, or this is grown in you know a thousand acres in in Iowa, or or so. I mean, this is this is your everyday. Corn or whatever, and then you've got another section that are that's organic, that's maybe even local, that is pesticide free. You know, all the all these, Fair these trade other this, yeah, you know, with the idea that well, this is premium select. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, buzzwords like that are are kind of meaningless. But when you talk about something as as being organic, it doesn't necessarily mean that it, that it's going to taste better, but it should be better for you because it it was grown with more care. It was grown with without certain chemicals that the normal commodity corn or the commodity vegetables, you know, are grown with. Um, so there's there's just more care, and, and it should be a better quality. It's a better grade. Well, it's the same thing with, with coffee. You've got your... Open fields in down in Brazil that, that just get baked with full sun all day long well the coffee grows there because they hybridize those trees to be able to grow in full sun Coffee's a a shade plant it doesn't want full sun
0: I, I think that's a very good point that that coffee wasn't even intended to be farmed that way right I mean it, it doesn't naturally grow that way and it's like broccoli you know it was it was a lab creation it, it's not yeah. a plant that was original but the difference here is is that broccoli can arguably be deemed you know nutritious there's some nutritional value for you and it just turns out it works but with something like coffee you're going to get a different sort of result and what is coffee really about well it's not about the nutritional value it's about the quality of the flavor Mm -hmm. and the experience you get from a tasty beverage and what kind of experience are you going to get from that tasty beverage with commodity coffee
1: yeah you can you can really break you can boil it down to two uh main differentiators between commodity and specialty commodity is more concerned with quantity and specialty is concerned about the quality by definition then you're going to get less yield of of a specialty coffee because it's more intensive there's more work that goes into it oftentimes it's it's harder to harvest because of where it's grown Whereas with the commodity coffee, it's easily harvested. They can they can run the machines down it. They can they can harvest it That's relatively it. easily.
0: Well see, you know you're thinking like a roaster and you're thinking about where you got the beans and what it means for you as someone who's the middleman who's getting it prepared for the
1: consumers. Yeah, but it's but it's also in in, in terms of what's in your cup. If something is grown for the mass market, well, it's not it's not going to be the best it can be by definition because they're they're striking the balance between yield and quality. They want the most out of that field that they can get. Well, with the sp- with the specialty grade, they want the highest quality they can get. And then of course it costs more. Because it is more intensive to grow, to... um, There's a lot more involved there in monitoring the beans in a different way. Yeah.
0: Well, see, and I think about it, though, as more of a coffee enthusiast. I'm thinking about it less on the farming side and more about the experience I see from the bag of beans that make it to my grinder. Yeah. And what I've noticed is that when talking about, when discussing craft coffee with other drinkers... I think of two groups of people. I think about your everyday coffee drinker who just wants to get some kind of coffee somehow. And the less expensive, the more convenient it is, the better for them. They just want something that's much more immediate and efficient. Yeah. So for them, it's about how full is their cup? Did they leave room for cream and sweeteners if that floats their boat? And how hot is it? And how close are they to the nearest microwave where they can reheat it? Yeah. And for the coffee drinker, I think that when we are introducing the topics of, you know, why craft coffee and why enjoy these things and why get fiddly with them, we're often confronted with a question that sounds something like, well, what's the difference between your coffee and what I can get at Dunkin' Donuts?
1: For me personally, I think the the difference between the two in the cup is very, very apparent. You take a cup of of maybe what the best that Dunkin' Donuts has to offer and something that 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 we would roast and brew and set side by side. Uh, I mean to me the difference is is obvious. You may not be concerned at all about how this how this coffee was farmed, how it was harvested, how it was grown, how it was, you know, all all those things. But if what's important to you is how it tastes, well then then you know, specialty coffee should by definition taste better. It should. Um, and if it
0: hasn't it's failed because it does cost more and it's harder to get and you you don't necessarily know much about the craft roasters until you got their product and you've already tried it. And by then it's too late to return it because, well, they're craft roasters, right? And you picked it up online and you can't ever mail anything back without paying for the shipping twice.
1: Right. But but there's there's also the expectation too. If your expectation for a cup of coffee is is quick trip. You know, what you can what you can dump out of the urn at quick trip, like that is good coffee. Well, then there's really you're Here not, in the States, we,
0: we've got gas station chain that's called Quick Trip and it's actually quite popular wherever you find them. And yeah, I see what you mean. Like they're actually known for their coffee, kind of like 7-Elevens are traditionally yeah. known for their coffee in America. Some people deem that coffee.
1: Right. Well, we, yeah. we encounter that a lot in our business with our roastery that people that have, have grown up with say Folgers or Maxwell House. Well, that's their definition of what coffee tastes like. And you give them something anywhere outside of that realm and they they just they just don't like it. Well, what do you mean you don't like it? It just it's not it's not good coffee. Well I mean that's that's not <laughs> a valid point. You know, you're making no sense. But for them they they have a certain expectation and Maxwell House and Folgers meets it. You're never going to convince them otherwise. That's 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 just the way it is. But but that is pure commodity coffee. Their Folgers and Maxwell House can sell their product so cheaply because they get it so cheaply because because there's very little effort put into the into there's a the,
0: high you know, like not profit margin but there is a high margin on those products for their drinks and that is one reason why gas stations and sure. fast food restaurants oh, emphasize their beverages margin, yes though. yeah yeah
1: um, there's a high profit margin in the in the world of coffee overall but specialty coffee roasters do they do go through many more processes and they have their, more expenses and yes their, yeah and their product their base price for what they can get their green beans for is higher. So it's that's going to be reflected on the on the final price tag. All of that has to be factored in.
0: Yeah, the way I see it too is in addition to what you're describing for the difference between commodity and specialty coffee is like just some some practical points here on paper, not not the subjective stuff, not thinking about the the tastes and the preferences, the personal preferences of the drinkers, but just thinking about what you get with a bag of beans or a bag of pre-ground coffee mm-hmm. if you think about the commodity coffee it is mass produced that is just you got to make that very clear it is mass produced by distributors where the
1: roasters and it's also those, mass roasted i mean it's yeah. it's it's roasted in in the thousand, farmers 10, and, pound batches
0: yeah the, the the farmers and their roasters don't really have much of a relationship with their beans they had their quality control is measured in how much how how many tens of thousands of pounds were we able to process and put on the truck today yeah they're not they're not just a crop and there's no way for them to taste test and know the quality of the substance as they go along they cannot keep up with that and they ordered the beans months ago in order to have this harvest and so when the harvest arrives they're going to take it as long as it's not spoiled so there isn't a lot in the way of How can we make this the freshest, tastiest coffee available to the person who gets it in his cup of coffee uh, is X number of weeks or months from now? Mm -hmm. There's actually very little thought put into what is this coffee going to taste like? They're just thinking about it as these are raw goods. We got to get these raw goods from point A to point B in the most efficient, engineered way possible. So there isn't a huge relationship of the farmer and roaster with the beans or with the final customer.
1: Yeah, there there probably isn't at all. You we have, don't know
0: those roasters. You yeah, have, we
1: just don't know them. You know, they sell it in sacks. So you've got you know, 10,000 sacks that you can sell us. We'll we'll, we'll take it. Because what, what those commodity roasters are going to do is they're going to... Um, they're going to blend it. They're going to blend it to the point where each component doesn't necessarily shine. They're um, looking for balance, and balance to them
0: also means average. So it's the most right. average cup of coffee. It's not going to offend anybody's particular taste. It's not going to be too sharply bright. It's not going to be too medium. It's not going to be too dark. It's not going to
1: be too fruity. Right. It's not
0: going to be too burnt, yeah. per se.
1: <laughs> but it's it's also not if if, say, Brazil had a bad crop that year and some um, of it was bitter and
0: then other beans were not blend bitter it,
1: that's going to be less of an issue
0: yeah it'd be less noticeable Right. and so it, it the flavors and the negative uh, characteristics all become neutralized right. so it just ends up tasting like well bland like coffee. gas station coffee <laughs> yeah it, it it's just really bland is what i'm thinking of and it, the flavor has been long gone because even if even if that blend wasn't over blended It's old and it's lifeless because you know what happened? They were roasted at the factory months ago. They were packaged months ago. Then they were shipped all over the country to different warehouses. And eventually they made it into the supermarkets and they were shelved. And you know what? Those bag of beans, you don't know how old they are. Right. And they're way past, not the expiration date, but way past the uh, best used by.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They are 99% of the time. They're going to be stale. It will have been roasted at least six months ago.
0: And the problem for these kinds of beans is that once you get stale, you can't make them better again by using better equipment at home or a better brewing no. recipe.
1: Right. And
0: that's, that's the tug of war that you could invest in a better, well, even a better electric drip maker and change the variables. Like what kind of water you're using and what kind of paper filters you're using and maybe get a better coffee mug. None of that is going to change
1: yeah, it's, what you get. It's the difference between a hostess cake and a, a cake from your local bakery that was, that was baked this morning. You know, that was, that was, it was, it was put together by hand by a baker that works with, you know, small batches and small amounts of, of dough and and all these other things. I'm glad you brought up cake because you know what that brought to my
0: mind Mm -mm. was it made me think of the character GLaDOS from the portal games. Are you familiar with this artificial intelligence? No. Okay. It was like, it's been a huge hit. It just, uh, Eric, there's these things that the kids use these days called video games. (laughs) and and video video games and they use them on a computer sometimes and televisions and there there was these things called game boys but that's that's another story i
1: I heard about this thing called
0: the internet yeah Um, um, yeah well Um, copy roasters don't use the internet i understand your problem there
1: yeah 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 we do really yeah we send emails and stuff oh okay
0: yeah like it's 1990 we have websites and stuff Ooh, so i want to hear more But the thing about GLaDOS is that she's this character who's like diabolically planning like your demise. You're treated like a lab rat in a maze and you're trying to escape from this laboratory. GLaDOS is orchestrating tests to try and see how well you perform to escape these puzzles. Okay. And GLaDOS acts like she's friendly, but she's so not friendly. And in the first game, she promises you that if you get to the end, there's cake. (laughs) Huh. And you get there and she tries to kill you. Oh, wow. Well, that's how I feel about the quality of commodity coffee. You pick up a package of these beans in the supermarket and you look at the packaging, premium select, extra fine, fresh. Yeah. They they have all the buzzwords for the marketing on the package and they, they even give you a roast profile and they give you the cupping notes and they tell you how rich and sweet and all these fun things that this coffee is going to be. And you're like, wow, I'm really impressed. They sold me on the marketing. You take it home and meh, it's just the same like everything else. It tastes like what you can get at McDonald's. Yeah. So in a minute, I'm going to tell you how you cannot be sucker punched by GLaDOS coffee. Uh, But first we want to say thank you to our sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. Thrasher is a craft roaster from the heart of Dixie, and our friend Eric, he is one of the roasters there. They specialize in fresh roasts available that are made to your order and delivered to your door within 48 hours of purchase. I love their coffee and receive my freshly roasted orders every two weeks, and I can recommend them for their craftsmanship and my satisfaction from their delicious coffee. Thrasher has a medium, a medium dark, and a dark roast, as well as a specialty blend of medium dark and dark coffee beans. In just a few clicks at ThrasherCoffee.com, you get your favorite varieties by the pound and ship to you at their peak freshness. If you want to give their roasts a try, the, you know, just uh, go over there, order it by the pound, or get their sample box, where you'll be able to try all the roasts, give them a try, and see what you like. And Thrasher's premium coffee does not come at the premium price of other craft roasters. All their roasts are $17.99 plus $5 shipping on the total order when you subscribe for a regularly delivered pound or more of your favorite roast. Thrasher always treats you like the smart coffee enthusiast that you are. So Top Brew listeners get 25% off of their purchase with the coupon code TOPBREW at checkout. So thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting the Top Brew podcast which is the world's best coffee podcast. Just got to say that. Actually, I don't know. Should I submit that to the marketing department and see what they say? Absolutely. Okay, it's, it's in the works. I'm gonna say, okay, so back to the GLaDOS lie of there will be cake at the end. I feel like we're sucker punched with things like it's it's organic, it's premium and it's special select and all of that stuff on the packaging is a joke when it comes to the commodity coffee. And you know, what's really funny is com- contrast that with craft coffee bags. It is, there's a stark contrast where the The mainstream stuff you find in supermarkets is really wordy on the packaging and they're trying to sell you on this thing and they they use these weird numerical systems and they go re- they get cantankerous about the profiles and stuff, but then you look at the majority of what the the craft roasters are doing with mm-hmm. their packaging, and there's like no words on the bag yeah it's pretty minimalistic they have nothing to tell yeah, it's straightforward yeah. So there is an upside, though, to the commodity coffee. I and mean, we've, we've been ranting against it now for a few minutes, but th- there are some pluses, Eric. And what are those?
1: Uh, it's cheaper? Yes. Yes, it's cheaper.
0: And why is that? <laughs> what does it mean for the people that listen to our show?
1: Uh, because, let me see, it's uh, not all that good. And <laughs> it's available everywhere. And I mean, it's it, I'm being facetious, but it, it's it should be obvious that, you know, something that's on every shelf in America obviously can't be this high quality product because th- they had to get there somehow. There's a mass distribution system. There's a mass manufacturing system that goes into it. So it's it, the, the point is get as much out there as you possibly can and then we'll worry about about you know what the quality is. Quality is 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 secondary if it's even if it's, if it's even thought of at all. You know, this tastes remarkably like the last batch we did. Good. Get it out of here. You know, go get it on the shelves. Consistency is, is is what they're looking for and it's consistently not good. It's consistently not not something that you look forward to it's coffee in a cup yay you know it's it's the kind of stuff that you can get just about anywhere in a gas station at mcdonald's at at dunkin donuts it's not repulsive but it's also it's 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 utilitarian coffee
0: yeah if it comes right down to it i think that the the hard question for me to answer is is it better than no coffee at all so i sometimes maybe
1: and i think it is if you're um if you're really hard pressed and you want and you want you want the caffeine kick or or you know when i'm traveling when i'm taking my family somewhere or something we're out on the road i mean i typically stop at 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 places like like a like a quick trip or, or other places like that because because getting back on the road is is, is what I want to do you know I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to sit in a Starbucks or 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 any of those kind of things I want to get on the road and Starbucks is is not is not really what I would classify as coffee either but it's whatever your expectations are you, you know sometimes a McDonald's hamburger suits suits the need calories in my stomach and the hunger pangs went away but other times I want you know craft grass-fed beef hamburger something that that somebody took time to make and it's and and the quality between the two is not even close to being comparable
0: exactly and that that's what it comes down to is there's this close relationship to the craft coffee with the farmers and the roasters that you're describing like we were saying a few minutes ago with commodity coffee there is not a close relationship to the product with the farmers and the roasters Therefore, the no, it's a business relationship. A, yeah, it's a very, yeah. You have something to buy, you have something
1: to sell. We want to buy it. You know, thanks again. We'll see you next year. It's coffee by committee
0: and by the executives and by a bunch of figureheads that you never see and middle managers you never know about, and nobody really knows what they think of the coffee. They're just trying to push it out the door.
1: Yeah, and not to mention the price is set by the futures trading and everything on the on the stock market. So the the right. price that that you're you're paying for coffee today was already set. You're buying the. Today's coffee, based on prices that were forecasted weeks ago, so the huge difference
0: now with the specialty coffee companies is that you have just the opposite scenario. It's not dictated by this the stock market. It's not dictated by mass production. Their coffee beans were not usually uh, gr- grown out in the fields, out in the hot sun, being baked to death. We're talking about coffee beans grown on trees, the way that. God made them to, (laughs) and then you have the farmers relationships with the, with the suppliers that bring it directly to the roasters here in the States. There's, there's a very small chain and that's usually a very personal relationship. And then the, those roasters who know the farmers by name, they're experiencing the beans as well as the customers will profiling them, they're taste testing them, they're experimenting with them, they've smelled them, they drank them. They know what they're dealing with. They know what they have. In the kitchen
1: yeah and, and oftentimes the roasters if not the roasters the importers are giving feedback back to the grower so that this was a really good crop this is what we but this is also what, what, what we're looking for is there something you can is there some new new growing techniques or something else you can do uh, maybe harvest it differently maybe process it differently um maybe so the side
0: of this field or this section could right. give a different flavor profile so if you separate it from these other trees
1: yeah it's it's not just here's here's the crop for this year do you want it there's two-way communication between the producer in the States who's, who's roasting this and, and, and giving it and the farmer, you know, there's I mean, commodity coffee does, just doesn't care. It's, this is what's available. Do you want to buy it? Check. Yes, check. No, you know, that's it.
0: So what this means for the listeners and for us is that craft coffee isn't necessarily better, but it means that a world of difference on how it's made and what you get, the experience that is offered to you, It has more to do with craftsmanship and the flavor, the freshness, means that it's a much more enjoyable beverage on a consistent basis well again it's not always going to be the same because it it is
1: necessarily better um but but the but the point is is like what what is your expectation what is your end game yeah Yeah. because 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 specialty coffee is something that's rated 85 or higher so uh, you know something that that scores below that isn't classified as specialty coffee so it's people doing the grading but so it is it is still some subjective but but on a mostly objective scale it is better than 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 what you would get from the commodity
0: so, Eric, the problem, though, I can still see here is is that craft coffee is just so hard for people to get their hands on. It's not available everywhere. Oh. It's not in the supermarkets, and there are no craft roasters in town. They're not in America. They're not anywhere. What are we talking about, craft coffee? Where um, does this stuff come from?
1: Uh, Do you ever hear this thing called the Internet?
0: You mean that thing that you use with the email yeah. that you were talking about a few minutes ago?
1: Yeah, and then and then there's this other thing called the post office or UPS or FedEx. Is that and on the, the internet? That it, it's yeah yeah it's it's all it it's all it's all kind of connected. I'll, I'll explain it to you later, Joe. Not every town has it has a specialty coffee roaster, but I think that's quickly going to change. We're we're moving toward more of that type of a, a mentality because people are are looking back they're they're getting tired of the commodity of everything the commodification of everything they're valuing things like local you know, small and organic and, and just, they want to be able to know who produced the tomatoes on their table, who produced the, you know, the chicken that they're serving their family. And that's filtering into all, into all parts of the, of the food industry. It's just going to continue to grow with coffee. It's very applicable to the coffee industry because people
0: really enjoy this beverage. You got to remember, this is the world's best the most popular drink there is. Mm -hmm. And so naturally there are a lot of people who want to have a more familial relationship with this beverage and how they get their hands on it.
1: Right. And if you can't walk or drive somewhere locally, you can certainly find it online and, and have it in your house or three days off roast
0: and, and this is what we've been saying since episode one y'all this stuff isn't hard to get your hands on anymore you know you've listened to our brewing suggestions you, you've gotten our advice for what kind of gear to shop for you've heard us mention thrasher coffee at least 48 times if not more so and now we want to talk a little bit about all the great craft roasters that you need to consider check out look at them online because all these roasters have fresh beans. They know a thing or two about their roasts. They're very familiar with them. They'd be glad to talk to you about them and they're available on their website. And are you intimidated because you're new at this because you don't know anything about the coffee? Don't worry about it. These people, they love coffee and they would like to share more of it with you and help you get along with what you do at home or what you do in the office. Right so here are some names that we'll throw out you know we're, we're great supporters of thrasher coffee because we have a close relationship with that business but we're not just fans of thrasher coffee for the sake of furthering the business we also care about coffee enthusiasm we care about coffee what in people general, are getting right, everywhere right. and we support the community so here are some other craft roasters to consider and to look up If you're just now shopping and to look at, there is one that got its life started on Kickstarter not too long ago. The company is called Craft Coffee. Their website is craftcoffee.com. Much like all these different roasters we're going to mention, you can get their beans right there from their website, a subscription. And, you know, shop and compare prices or shop and compare the roast profiles and the sources. Think about how often you need them to deliver to your door and visit Craft Coffee. That is one. Another and, one I thought Misto
1: Box is is another one. Now that, Misto Box
0: I don't know much about, but I've heard a lot about them. What do you think about them?
1: Neither of these, of either Misto Box or or Craft Coffee, to my knowledge, are roasters, but they source coffee from roasters and then they and then they send uh, according to your preferences. They send out different coffees from different roasters. So these are really good ways to to try a multitude of coffees. You don't just have to get a certain bean or a certain roast from a certain roaster. Within your box, you, you get four or five from four or five different roasters. That's what you wanted to do was in those areas if you're if you're looking for a variety.
0: A few others that we're going to mention just real fast here. We have Madcap. I know that that one's very popular. Madcap Coffee. And that's available at uh, madcapcoffee.com. It's got. They got a great brand. I admire what they do with their website. It's it's good des- designy stuff. That's my day job, and I care about design, so I like to check them out. Then we have um, our friend of the show from Railway Coffee, who Mike Davis. He was on an episode. We we interviewed him a while back. He's based in Louisiana, and he's got a good coffee roaster facility, and he's doing some good roasts there. You can get his coffee beans at RailwayCoffee.com. We also have. Ruby Coffee, and a lot of people call them like the Rookie of the Year. You know that they're the new guys in town. They're appealing. They got a lot to offer you as well with competitive prices. Yeah, so check them out. I like their packaging. Red is my favorite color, and it's all over their boxes. Then you also have uh, Thrasher. You know, check out ThrasherCoffee.com, of course. And then there's uh, three others. We got PT's Coffee, not to be confused with Pete's Coffee, but PT's, and that's available at Store.PTSCoffee. Dot com they have a lot of products. So it, it may be a little overwhelming, but Check them out because they're again going to be able to get you a fresh supply of beans And then there is the kingpin <laughs> the, the one that everybody knows everybody's heard of they can set you up with craft coffee kits uh, beautiful tote bags and everything that you could put in them for portability and Also, they have their own craft coffee houses around the country. That is blue bottle Blue Bottle has a subscription service. They joined forces with Tonks a few years ago. Tonks was one of my favorite services at the time. If you're interested, you should check out the the grandfather of the online coffee subscription services and see what you think about Blue Bottle. I think that their stuff is a little bit more exotic than I like, but I can see why if you're interested in more medium profiles and the exotic flavors, then you'd wanna check them out. And last mention here would be cafegrumpy.com. They're they're just an interesting business that I happened across and uh, I don't know what to think of them. Uh, If you're still interested in shopping around, see what you think of the the Cafe Grumpy beans and I'm sure they'd be glad to set you up. Links to all these roasters, Eric, can be found in the show notes. Okay. Yeah at toproot.fm slash podcast slash forty sevens. And if you don't already see them in front of you in the web browser, they might be in the show notes in your podcast app of choice where you're listening to the show. Just, you know, scroll up and you'll find the show notes there. And you can get to any of these craft roasters we'll have all of them in the show notes. Well, okay, I think that that's gonna wrap it up for this episode, Eric. I think so. Thank you very much. Um a different sort of show. One craft roaster recommending how to shop for craft roasts all over the place. And uh, I'm going to have to see what this internet thing is all about and start using the emails more. Yeah. It's really revolutionizing the world. Mm. So thank you for joining us for episode 47 of top brew. You will find the show notes. Like I said, at toproo.fm slash podcast slash 47 sorry i don't always remember to say the podcast part in our url scheme that's my fault if you would like updates for top brew and you're not finding them because i keep giving you the wrong url follow us on twitter our handle is at top brew fm we're also available on facebook.com slash top brew fm if you have coffee topics that you would like us to discuss you got a question or two and you want to uh, mention them on twitter use the hashtag ask top brew and we'll respond to those in a new episode. Lastly, I wanna give a special thanks again to our sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. To show your support of this podcast, enjoy Thrasher Coffee and let them know that we sent you. Use the coupon code Brew to get 25% off of your order. And this is your last chance to get the Christmas blend. So shortly after this episode, it's just not gonna make it in time for the holidays. If you want it now, get it now. As soon as you hear this episode, I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to the Top Brew Podcast.